All right, welcome everyone to today's episode. It's all about girl code. This is going to be quite a juicy episode, I think, because I did put out a call out on my Instagram of what people perceive girl code to be and the answers were quite mixed. There was a lot of people who really stand by girl code and have, you know, great explanations of what they would consider girl code to be. Some were really sweet interpretations of what girl code was to them. And then, of course, there were a lot of people that were like, girl code is bullshit because of X, Y, Z. So I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to give you my view and my interpretation of girl code and why why I think it is pretty outdated um, and what we should be doing instead and kind of how girl code, quote unquote girl code, has evolved and what I think it does and why I think it's also quite unhelpful um, instead of the intended helpfulness that I think it was originally set out to be. So I'm going to be talking about all of that. Before we get into that, um, I want to touch on my week. It was a great, great week. I had my girlfriends come down from Queensland. I had Lucy, Bella and Lizzie come down. We all had like a big lunch. It was just a good time. Um, so that was nice considering we'd, it's been a strange start to the year. And then probably even like the most exciting thing to happen so far this year for me, I just got an like a new apartment renting. I just got approved for a new apartment. So I will be moving out of my space, which I'm I'm so sad to leave this apartment. I love it so much. It's served such a great purpose over the last um, kind of 18 months, over 18 months now. And I'm going to miss the floor to ceiling windows and this beautiful apartment. It's going to be so sad to leave. But I got an apartment um, not too far from where I live. And it's like this sick warehouse conversion kind of loft style apartment. It's two bedrooms and I'm going to really set it up to be like my office. One of the rooms is a full on podcast, like recording setup. It's going to be the biggest vibe and it's where I'm going to run my business from as well. So it's going to be this amazing space and I'm moving in two weeks So, so much has to happen. I have to organize so much. I've got, you know, more card games coming. I've got merchandise that's going to come hopefully in the near future. There's so much shit happening. So I needed a bigger space. I needed to really take that step and say goodbye to this kind of chapter of my life in this apartment, which is sad. I love it so much, but also super grateful for what it served me and excited for the next person that moves into this gorgeous space. I'm trying to convince my friend to move down from Sydney and move into this space. Um, So that would be a vibe. Anyway, uh, that's kind of what's been happening. If you do follow me on Instagram at Alexis Predators, then you'll be seeing my journey of moving out of this apartment, moving in, how I kind of set up the place. I'm so excited. It's going to be amazing. Great way to start the year. I'm thrilled. Okay. Now, apart from that, not much else. Let's kind of get straight into the topic of today. It is quite juicy. There's a lot going on. Okay. So basically what I want to do is I want to break down the idea of girl code, what it is, the good side, the bad side. And I also want to argue my case that the concept of girl code is like pretty much, I feel like it's outdated or it just doesn't serve girls or women in the way that I think it should, or just society in general. So hear me out, because I understand that a lot of people view girl code as something that purely benefits women. But I'm going to argue the opposite of that in this episode. And I will argue both sides, of course, I like, you know, a good debate. Um, But I feel that it's actually, I do feel that girl code now 
has kind of evolved, or maybe it always has been this way and we haven't realised, that it's actually used to either shift blame onto women or to make women fully responsible of something, especially of the actions of a man when it comes to infidelity. Um, this idea of the other woman stealing my man and all that shit, which I, I'll go into that in a sec. Um, and it also makes women feel that they are in constant competition with each other on some on, on the basis or on the belief that some sort of code needs to be put in place so we can manage that competition between each other. It's like, don't you go and flourish and be your best self if there's someone else trying to make it in the room. You've got to make way for this other woman and you've got to fucking reel it in. There's a lot of, you know, issues around women competing against each other and I'm going to explain why I feel that girl code kind of exacerbates the issue that you are in competition with another woman instead of you both just growing at the rate that you want to grow at or, or doing what you want to do that to do something that makes you happy, okay? Um, and I truly – I don't think that the intended purpose of girl code was for that, but I feel like it's definitely gone down that path. So firstly, let's talk about the definition of girl code. Because I feel like it's a little bit kind of mixed. I looked up a whole bunch of definitions and you can see that it does vary a bit. So one of them was girl code is the unwritten and often unspoken set of rules that exists between a girl and her best friends. Another one is it's a sisterhood that all women share in. So there's a difference. Some people define it as something between your friends, but I would say most definitions are defining it as something that's an unwritten rule in the sisterhood of women in the world, around the world, right? Um, another one is a code of guidelines that girls must obey in order to not get kicked out of the community. Okay, so there's all these weird fucking ideas but basically I think most of them come down to this idea that it's a set of like this unwritten rule that women in general follow right to appease other women and to fit into this into the collective of women and girls right so I asked on my Instagram what people thought that girl code was to them so we've got a whole bunch of explanations but most of them are around women in general not between them and their mates um, and then I also asked if they had ever been accused of breaking girl code or if they had ever accused someone else of breaking girl code and what was that for? So I'll be breaking down, I'll be using that so I can give you guys examples of what a lot of people got. Because I'm talking I had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of responses so I can get a bit of a, a, bit of a gauge on different opinions based off that. Now, before we get into it, I am going to just note, and I'll expand on this later, that girl code is also extremely cis-normative, and in most cases, it do, it relies on the assumption that everyone is in a heterosexual relationship and everyone is cisgendered. Okay, and let's I'll go into that, and I'll, and that kind of gives you a very good reason of why girl code is kind of not really relevant, in my opinion. So let's start off with what is the good side of girl code? We had a whole bunch of really nice things. Like one of them was like giving a woman a tampon when she doesn't have one, like just a stranger in the public bathrooms or just women respecting women or sticking up for each other and calling each other out on bullshit when needed, support each other, encourage each other, putting your female friends first, having each other's back. Protecting each other as women, generally involving shit people. So I understand that, like standing up for a woman even if you don't know her, if you see that she's being, you know, made to feel uncomfortable, if you see that she's being assaulted, all that stuff. Obviously, all that stuff is great. But 
What has that got to do? What is the difference between you doing all those things as just a generally good person with good morals versus girl code? Like, what, wouldn't just a good person do that stuff anyway? I don't think there needs to be an unwritten rule with that kind of stuff. That's just like I'm looking out for someone that I can help. I'm looking out for someone that might be in a position where they're vulnerable or where they need assistance and I am able to offer assistance. So while I think it's all very positive and good, I also don't think you need a girl code in order to do those things for somebody else. That should be, if you consider yourself a good person, something you would do regardless if you follow the code or not, regardless if you identify with being a woman or not, right? It's got nothing to do with being a female to do all these good things that fall under the umbrella of girl code. Now, before I go into what I don't agree with in under the, the rules of girl code, I want to talk about the flaws the, the, the flaws that already exist within the concept of girl code. Number one, in order to follow a code, you must agree to it first. When you get a job, they let you know what the code of conduct is for that workplace. And then you agree that you're going to adhere to that code of conduct in order to keep your job. And if you break that code of conduct, you understand that that equals a warning or a dismissal, right? They let you know before you start the job, this is our code of conduct. With girl code, firstly, who is writing this code? No one's written it. It literally is. It's an unwritten code, right? So no one's written it. There is no black and white what it is. And secondly, not everyone agrees on what is and what isn't girl code. And then there are some women who just don't agree with it altogether and then don't want a bar of girl code, right? So no one's really signed it. No one has agreed to it. You are just presuming that because someone is born female, they must adhere to this random code. That's a flaw in the system, okay? And number two... It's a presumption that everybody has the same moral compass as you when it's just not the case. You're presuming that people will view things the same way that you do and people will be affected by the same things or affected by something in the same way that you are affected by it when, again, that's just not the case. What to you might be the most awful situation to somebody is like, oh, kind of in like whatever, I'd rather not know that information kind of thing, right? Everyone interprets things differently and girl code presumes because most answers in, in what I ask people, what do you think girl code is, is, is treat a woman how you would want to be treated. So I'm going to go into a hypothetical story and it's kind of a broad hypothetical story because a lot of people use this exact example in my Instagram kind of inbox. But here we go. Say you're dating a guy. And you and that guy and your boyfriend are both friends with this girl, another girl. So your girlfriend, let's call her Jane. Jane is a good friend of you, but also a good friend to your boyfriend. Then you find out later that your boyfriend, let's call him John, had cheated on you. And then you find out that Jane knew about this before you found out and chose not to tell you, okay? Going by girl code, you expect her to tell you and she broke girl code for not telling you or for keeping it from you. You expect her to have told you and if she didn't, you feel that you are in your right to cut her out of your life or to be upset at her when in reality, the only one that was fully in the wrong was John, right? He cheated on you. It comes down to this whole idea of I want other women to treat me how I want to be treated. So you in that position would think if my friend was being cheated on, I would tell her. 
But there are people out there that feel that if they were in that position of being cheated on, they wouldn't want to know. So maybe Jane was treating you how she would want to be treated. Maybe she was thinking, I'd rather not know, so I'm staying the fuck out of this, right? So this idea of treat women how you want to be treated is not an equal playing field. Women might actually be doing that. Firstly, they might not even be following the code. They might not give a fuck. But if they do give a fuck and if they do want to follow the guidelines, how I want to be treated is not the same to how you want to be treated. And no one here is a mind reader. So here's Jane thinking, I'm treating you how you want to be treated. I'm not telling her because I would rather not know right? So you're using this rule, but it's not a clear set of rules because they very well may be treating you how they expect to be treated. It just doesn't align with what you deem to be appropriate. They think I would rather not know, but for you, that sounds absolutely ridiculous. How would you rather not know? Okay. So for them, they might also think this equals pain and I don't want her to be in pain. For them, they might not want to know and don't see the value in knowing if it was a one-night stand or whatever. But for you, you really do want to know and you see the value. So see where the issue lies when you make the rule, this unwritten rule about I want to be, I want them to treat me how I would treat them. Everyone experiences things differently and interprets things differently. So that in and of itself is a flawed system of why this girl code is ridiculous. I had a lot of people write to me saying that they cut out a friend because they didn't tell them that their partner was cheating on them. Firstly, why... For, okay, for number one, if you've got such a big problem with the fact that someone didn't tell you about your partner cheating on you, when really the issue is with your partner, for starters, okay, stop shifting blame left, right and centre. The issue, it's a fucking relationship just between you and your partner. If you've got such a problem with that, you should voice that and make it super clear just from the get-go. Hey, just a heads up, if, if I was in that situation, I would want to know, would you? right? Ask the question. Have these conversations with your current mates just so you don't risk cutting them out of your life for this ridiculous reason, right? So you've got to make it very clear that you would want to know, okay? I wouldn't hold it against you, but I'd want to know. But I also know many women, personally, I know many women and men who have not believed their friend when they're told something. You might be someone that's not very easy to deal with. Maybe you are, maybe you're not. But you might be someone that's quite hectic and intimidating and not easy to deal with. So your friends might know something about what your partner has done, what your boyfriend or husband or whatever has done, but be terrified to tell you because they know for a fact that you'll defend him blindly and you'll throw them under the bus saying, "As why would he, he wouldn't, why would you lie, why would you lie? That's happened many times in many situations. So that's another reason why someone might not feel comfortable telling you that. At the end of the day, it's not their responsibility that your partner has cheated on you, okay? So a lot of people have cut out their friend permanently forever, right? Bye, see ya, don't want to borrow for you. A friendship that could have been years long because this woman broke girl code, okay? See how messy it can be when you don't just talk about the situation that's at hand and then you just palm it off to this, oh, you broke this unwritten code that we never even spoke about. Another time where I think girl code can be pretty toxic is this concept that you can never date, kiss like any of the people that I've ever dated in my life. Done. Nope, you can't. I think that's a bit weird. Okay, there's a difference between if you've just broken up with someone or if you're heartbroken over someone or if you're hurting. I think morally, as a friend, it'd be pretty fucked up to go and then just start dating someone that's just broken your heart that you're still grieving the relationship of. For sure, I think that's inappropriate. But I think that also comes down to a moral agreement that you have with your mates. 
Again, I don't think it comes down to girl code. Because what if, for example, you've got a friend who starts seeing your ex, but all of a sudden they don't identify with being a female anymore? Are they breaking girl code if they don't identify as being a woman? No, they're not. They're fucking not. So girl code's a sham in my opinion. So let's get clear. Morally, you cho- like you always, in every situation, you pick your friends based on heavily based on morals, of course, how you get along with them and whatever, but you're not going to be friends with someone who you have massive moral disagreements with, someone who's, you know, genuinely a racist or someone who's a homophobe, if you're not these things, if someone who has such contrasting ideas of what is acceptable and what is not acceptable, I'm not talking about beliefs here, I'm talking about morals. If you've got a friend who you know for a fact absolutely does not care if you're heartbroken but is going to go and try and, you know, get with all your exes, even if it's the, the next day. That's a moral issue here. It's a moral difference between the two of you. So you select your friends from the get-go because you have a similar, like similar um, respect for each other and you're, you align morally with each other on how you want to be treated. That's kind of how friendships work, right? So that is with any gender, nothing to do with girl code. So if someone's going to break this thing when, when I say that you're sad and you're heartbroken, I'm going to go shag your ex, that's a moral thing. And that's something that I think needs to be kind of agreed upon in some way, shape or form. You then, separate from that, you then having dibs on every person you've dated in the past and you being uncomfortable with your friend hooking up with the person that you first kissed or the person that you lost your virginity to, like – no, ridiculous and you're acting like a child. That's something like a 17-year-old would do, right? Like you don't have dibs on anyone. You don't own anyone. You don't have a say on what your ex can and cannot do, including seeing your friends, okay? We're not talking about you being heartbroken now. We're just saying I now have said that you can't touch this person. I've, I know people that are in relationships that then get upset or offended when their friends go and date their exes. It's like, why? That's fucking weird. It would be, I think, so I'm dating Tyrone, right? It would be so fucking inappropriate for me to have any ownership on who wants to date my exes now. Like I would definitely warn them against some of them because they're just bad people. But if they wanted to date any of my nice exes, I'd have zero, zero problem with it, right? And if I had a problem with it, I should not be in a relationship with Tyrone because it means that I'm a fucking fraud and I'm still in love with my ex. If someone has a problem with it, it means that they are still emotionally attached to their ex. If they deny it, it means that they're a child, okay? Nobody owns anyone, not even when you're in a relationship. So this possessiveness of like you broke girl code because you hooked up with the guy that I lost my virginity to even though I'm married with kids now, like... Get a grip on reality. That is ridiculous. You don't own what your friend does and you don't own, definitely don't own what your ex does. Like you you don't have control over that. The only time I think it's fair to be like, I'm not having a bar of that, that's not fair, is if you are still grieving the relationship, your friend sees the pain and then is like, nah, I don't care. I'm going to shag them anyway. Fair enough. Now let's talk about some examples of when people were accused of breaking girl code or accused someone else of breaking girl code. Someone wrote that they were accused of breaking girl code for sleeping with their friend's brother. And then they also said that they thought that was creepy, that their friend would be bothered. And I totally agree. I also don't like this idea. And this goes both ways, male, female, every gender. I find it very, very strange 
and fucking kind of creepy, yeah, that you would be so possessive over who your sibling can sleep with. We're talking about adults here, mind you, okay, in as adults who your sibling can go and sleep with. Like you have no ownership just because you're siblings. Like relax. I hate this excessive protectiveness over who your sibling can sleep with, okay? If you've got a problem with your sibling sleeping with your friend – it's because you think that one of those two people is a bad person. If they're two good people and you have an issue with them sleeping together, it's because you've got an issue with possessiveness and thinking that you own people when you don't. They're the only two options. You either got an issue or one of them is a bad person. That's it. That's the only, only out possibility. It is not breaking girl code if someone wants to then, you know, have a relationship with your siblings. And then some people say, oh, my friend broke girl code because she hooked up with my brother and never told me. Well, I'm not surprised. She didn't want to tell you. You sound pretty fucking upset about it for no good reason. Often people might do something that's not really bad in their actions, but they don't want to disclose that they did it because they know that you might have an irrational negative response towards your actions, even though it was two consenting adults doing something fun. So that's another thing that I think is a debunk. The whole sibling thing, that's not breaking girl code in my opinion. Not that I believe in girl code, but the sibling thing is ridiculous. The ex thing when you don't have feelings for them, ridiculous. Someone else then said um, that they had broken girl code because they slept with a guy, but they didn't know that someone in their group also liked him. How, how is that breaking girl code? I also don't like the idea where you're two friends, right, and you both meet a guy – and then you say, I've got dibs on him. I like him. I like him. No one else can touch him. Like, come on. Are you an adult? Like, if I liked a guy, but there was no history whatsoever, nothing had been done, nothing nothing extra had happened, I just liked him, I don't have the power to say to my friend, you now cannot like this guy. You are not allowed to form a connection with this guy. What if this guy has zero interest in me, but has a beautiful bond with my friend? I'm like, nah, uh, no, I'm a cock blocker. I'm going to cock block the two of you and sit here like a little fucking petulant child and not allow this connection to take place because I liked you first. Like, can you just wrap your head around what that sounds like? If someone's not into you, let them be. And if your friend likes someone and they like your friend back, are you actually going to stand in the way? Are you actually going to have an issue with it? Or are you going to try and just kind of broaden your horizons and meet other people? Because you stopping your friend from seeing this guy that you like is not going to increase the chances of the guy liking you. What's meant for you will come your way. What's not meant for you won't. You don't have to be so... Um, so resistant to this kind of thing, you know, if, if the way I look at it, if I've got interest in a, in a guy and he then turns his attention to someone else, I literally peacefully tap out, wish them all the best. And that's that. Nothing needs to be said. Now we had someone write in the Facebook group um, and someone mentioned that they were seeing someone. I'm guessing they were dating. I don't know if it was like fully committed, whatever, but they were seeing someone and then a woman slept with that guy who she didn't know on a personal level. She was very upset that this woman had gone and done that and broken girl code, she said, of not sleeping with another girl's partner. Now, look, there are so many layers to this, and I know that a lot of women would initially agree with 
what this woman feels like. But I just want to kind of try and change your perspective on that if you do agree. Firstly, the person that's responsible for the pain here is the man, is the cheater in this scenario of this woman on Facebook, okay? The cheater is the person that is responsible. This other woman, quote unquote, especially if you don't know her personally, it's, it's she's none of your business, right? You can go on and on and on about how you would never sleep with someone's boyfriend or husband or you like, but you're comparing your morals with a woman that you don't know's morals, right? And are you going to put the blame on that woman or where the blame actually belongs, which is with the person that you're dating? Girl code has this really weird way of shifting the blame that should be on the cheater onto the woman and this label of the other woman, the this, the that, okay? When someone cheats, you blame the cheater. That is the end of story. I am so done with any alternatives of who to blame. It's an insult to men saying men can't be faithful. They're just these beasts that roam around that can't control themselves and it's the woman's responsibility to make sure that he doesn't cheat. And if a woman allows him to cheat by being there and having sex with him, she broke girl code. This idea that women have to keep men into line and if she doesn't keep a man in line, she should be hated on. How dare she steal my man, all that shit. So girl code is all fun and games when you lend someone a tampon, but then you're ready to cancel someone for something that they did. So how does girl code actually work? It actually slings more hate on someone that you don't even know than it is helpful by accusing people and putting the ownership and responsibility on another woman for something that your partner did, which is cheat on you. So referring back to that original um, thing on Facebook, this whole woman that broke the girl code by sleeping with a guy she was saying, she then asked if she should contact this woman who slept with her boyfriend or the guy she was saying to teach her a lesson. But the question is, what lesson are you going to teach her? Let's say this woman didn't know that the guy that she slept with was seeing you, was your boyfriend. Then you've taught her nothing if you contact her because she didn't know, right? So what are you teaching her? She just had sex with the guy that she wanted to have sex with. You then being like, you fucking broke fucking girl code because I was seeing him. She didn't know. So you've taught her nothing, okay? That's one. Number two, if she did know, then what are you teaching her? She's willing to do something that you're not willing to do, okay? So your morals are probably different here. You're not willing to sleep with someone's boyfriend, but she is, okay? What are you going to teach her? It might hurt to think about it, but why does she owe you so much in this girl code when she doesn't actually know you? Call her a bitch, call her whatever you want, but why does she owe you something but the cheater gets away with it because you're blinded because of how you feel towards him? Because you're in love with him, he gets a a pass, but now she's the villain, okay? Often this girl code term is used to shift blame to a woman when it was your partner's actions and the consequences of those actions that have hurt you. It's got nothing to do with the quote-unquote other woman. And don't at me because I literally have been in that situation, I've been on the receiving end of that situation a few times where I was cheated on and the woman that was sleeping with my boyfriend knew that he was in a relationship, knew very well that he was in a relationship. And I can hand on my heart say that in that scenario, I only ever concerned myself with what was directly done to me by my boyfriend cheating on me. She didn't cheat on me, this other woman. He did. She didn't agree to be faithful to me. He did. You can say all you want about her, but my arrangement 
to be faithful was with him. That other woman is none of my business. I never bothered to say anything or never bothered to contact these other women. And to be honest, I never even really hated them. Did they trigger anxiety in me if I saw them or if I heard of them or if I saw? Yeah, of course, of course. I wasn't indifferent. There were emotions there. But hatred, did I think they were the spawn of Satan? Did I drag their name through the mud? Never, 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 never. Because my issue was with the person that I was dating at the time. And my job in, in that moment was to ensure that I either fixed the problem or ended the relationship. My, 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 I've got nothing to do with that other woman. And it's also not my job to parent her through my lessons of morality. Hey, look, I'm going to call you to just give you a lesson on Alexis's morals and what I think is appropriate and what's not appropriate. Who gives a fuck? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't be her friend. She's probably not someone that I would align with. Maybe if I wouldn't do it and shit, whatever, whatever. But what you've got to realize is that There's so many layers to this. You don't know what this other person was told. You don't know what went down. You weren't there, okay? So really, you trying to call them and teach them, quote-unquote, a lesson, when they're an adult, they know what they're doing, they've made their decisions, is kind of a bit pointless. And it's this quite rich to think that these people are all of a sudden going to take a lesson from you when they're probably just living their life in a way that they want to live their life. You can hate on another woman all you want, but the only person that's going to suffer here is you. And what I see pretty often and what I get um, written to about pretty often is the following scenario. A woman is dating a man. The man cheats on her with another woman. The woman then takes back the man, gives him another chance, but now roasts this other woman, threatens her, abuses her, sends her messages, sends her DMs, all the above. This is my take. If you are willing to forgive your partner and take him back, then you cannot and should not be contacting this other woman to abuse her. Are you right in the head if you're doing that? You don't have a leg to stand on. You would be hypocritical if you did that. How the fuck is he now the innocent one? The only one that fucked up is now the one that gets away with it, the cheater, right? And now he sits back while these two women battle it out and he's the innocent one. The mistress is yelling at the wife, the wife. Now, fuck that shit. The two women should be yelling at him if you're going to yell at anyone. He's the one that got everyone involved. He's the one that fucked up in this scenario. And now he sits back and he's the one that's being loved and pulled in both directions. Are we okay? Are we all on ecstasy right now? Like, what is going on? Is everyone high? Like, firstly, do you want to give him a bigger head? And do you want to disrespect yourself anymore? And do you want to show him that he literally is not going to be held responsible for his actions? That is what often when it comes to uh, sleeping with a partner or cheating or infidelity, girl code is brilliant at shifting the blame and ownership completely onto the woman. That's what girl code does. It's my man is not going to be held accountable for his actions, but you will. You stole him. You got him when he was vulnerable. Like, no. No, 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 no. Unless you were willing to admit that your partner was not sound of mind or unconscious and legitimately taken advantage of, then you don't have a leg to stand on. If you blame the woman but forgive the man, then you are saying, my par- hey, my partner is not in control of his actions. He is a victim. Poor man. The poor darling had sex with someone. He deserves forgiveness. Poor thing. And B, that woman is more responsible for his actions than he is. She broke the code. 
What code? Some people are putting breaking girl code above breaking the agreement to be faithful with your partner. One is a code that you haven't even agreed upon with someone you don't even know and you're putting that above an actual agreement with your romantic partner who you supposedly know so well. Can we not see how flawed that is and how skewed that is to get women hating on women with the, with the overarching theme of girl code? One thing that helps me really, if you're in a position where you've been cheated on and you're really angry at the woman, as much as you don't want to hear this, this is what really helped me when I was cheated on a couple of times. People don't cheat unless they want to. No one was stolen from you. No one was hypnotized or distracted or made to do something against their will. No one had their arm twisted or their brain washed, okay? They wanted to cheat. And they wanted to cheat knowing that you are there, knowing the consequences if you get hurt. They're willing to take the risk. They're willing to lose you, the risk of upsetting you. If you want to forgive them for that, that's fine. That is your call. I know relationships that have healed beautifully after infidelity because they've both come to the table with great communication and they've worked through their shit, okay? You do what is right for you. But to forgive them and not forgive the person, not that you even have to forgive, it's nothing to do with it, but not forgive the other woman screams denial. It screams a refusal to grow. It's a refusal to make someone accountable for their actions because you are afraid to lose that person. You are afraid of the truth and you feel threatened. Once you come to terms with that, you realize that your beef isn't with this other woman. That beef is with yourself. It's with how you feel about yourself and you feeling threatened that something is going to be taken away from you. Nothing can be taken away from you unless that thing wants to go, especially humans and people and relationships. It's not possible for someone to be taken away from you against their will. Like really knowing that has helped me get over people that have cheated on me so much quickly, so much faster. Because sometimes you think, oh my God, if, if she hadn't existed, then this wouldn't. No, 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 no. They left willing, willingly. Don't fall into the trap of she broke girl code. She took advantage of him when he was lonely. He's not a dog. He's not a dog. He's a human. People who use that excuse for their partner or for their partner's behavior, they just, they don't know the definition of what taking advantage of someone really means, okay? No one's taken advantage of, okay? And, And also people that don't know you don't owe you as much as you think they do, especially like a stranger, like you might hold the values of, of a monogamous relationship so high and for you to break that is just unfathomable. But what if someone else is not monogamous at all and kind of looks at monogamy as like pff, ridiculous, okay? What if that's just how they view things and that's how they feel? That monogamy is like whatever. But for you, it's, the, it's like the most um, sacred thing then how is that going to work where you expect them to treat you how they want to be treated and you to treat them how you want to be treated? It doesn't really work. We need to get over this notion that a stranger owes you something purely because they are a female and you are a female as well. So then we're holding women accountable, but we're not holding men accountable. And then we're presuming, like, what if, okay, this girl code when it comes to infidelity is all well and good if you want to A, believe in it, and B, if you want to think that everybody is in a heterosexual relationship. But what if you've got – what if you are gay and your friends are gay and one of your friends has gone and slept with your ex? Who's broken girl code here? Is it both women? 
your ex and your friend or is it just your friend who broke the girl code? Like how? what are the rules in that scenario? Or if a guy, a man behaved in the same way, would you hold him accountable for breaking this code if it's not girl code? And if you would hold him accountable, then is there a need for girl code at all? But I overall think that it's quite unhealthy to expect someone who you don't know, who you don't know their history, what they're about, nothing about, to adhere to this code that was agreed to by some people but not all. You know, a stranger doesn't owe you anything. And I genuinely believe that girl code doesn't really exist. If girl code existed, truly, cancel culture would not It's a fucking lie. And most people that throw the term girl code around are the same people who wouldn't give a woman who they don't know the benefit of the doubt or a second chance or the opportunity to explain themselves or the chance to redeem themselves. Okay? So often girl code only works to label someone as having broken it when it serves you. But then this whole the good side of girl code to be there for each other, to support each other, oh, it vanishes when we're here cancelling someone on social media. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> Where the fuck did girl code go there? You know, it's very I pick and choose and, um, you know, cherry picking kind of code that only serves the people that are willing to be a part of it in that moment. It stops making the people who actually did something wrong be held accountable for. It makes women step aside when you feel threatened, When in re- like for example as far as in competition with liking someone. It pretty much is a way of making women responsible for something that they didn't really hold responsibility for in a lot of things. It's this idea that we can have possession over people. This idea that shuts down the other woman for speaking how she actually feels in a situation. The idea that a woman has to say something in a situation where she feels uncomfortable doing so. And it also, lastly, encourages this really high level of doubt or inability to trust among adults. That this code has to be put in place because we can't trust men. I think that's really sad. I think it's unfair to women and also unfair to men. And I think it's too cis-normative. It's presuming everyone is straight. I think there's a lot of flaws when it comes to girl code and I don't think it's needed because, A, you shouldn't be applying a code to someone you don't know because you're assuming that your morals are the same when they can't possibly be. How would you know? And, B, if you are applying this code to your friends, that's just a morality code and it's got nothing to do with gender. You should have a morality code with anyone that's in your life who's a friend or family. You should make it clear what your morals are and you should try and understand what their morals are and then agree to what kind of friendship you're willing to have with this person. It's not. I don't think there should be any unwritten rules, which is what girl, the basis of girl code is. Every explanation that you look up says an unwritten, an unspoken, no. It should be spoken about and it should be written. If you're going to have a code that people have to adhere to, it should be agreed to by everyone, right? So I don't think it should exist. I think everyone should aim to be as good as they can to everybody around them gender irrelevant and I think that when it comes to your actual friends who are, might be hurting you based on their actions that comes down to your morals and that's something that you got to talk about guys I really hope that that podcast was kind of food for thought made you kind of think about the concept of girl code if you disagree I fucking love a good debate so please jump on the Facebook page and tell me why you disagree and I'd love to kind of engage in a healthy respectful debate um always respectful we're not here to fucking 
whatever. Uh, yeah, that's all. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode today. I love you all. Thanks for the support. Uh, if you think that this episode will be beneficial to someone else, please share it and send it to them. Uh, love you all. And that is all for today. As always, remember, be kind to yourselves, be kind to your brains. Don't take shit from anyone. And especially, do not take shit from yourself. Danke.